The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Michael Kist, Benjamin Solak. It's the Kist and Solak Show, presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high on the kiss. You are flying <laughs> so high. Listen, you are flying high. <laughs> Episode 61. Brought to you by the fine folks at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. As always with me, the best doggone co-host in the game is straight your streak without a bad day, Benjamin Solak. Ben, the previous 17 weeks of football do not matter. Survive and advance is the name of the game. Now, Ben, how you doing, brother? Kurt Coupons. <laughs> Three years. Bless them. $84 million. All guaranteed. $28 million per year. Mm. That's $1,625,000 per game. Threw for 132 yards. Must win game. Which is $12,300 per yard. Win and you're in. Josh Johnson, <laughs> in a zero-point endeavor in a pointless game, threw for 91 yards. Kurt Cousins... Who, by the way, is not a quarterback four who was picked up off the street in the middle of the season. Yeah. Who is a the biggest free agent on the market at the quarterback position. Who signed a fully guaranteed $84 million deal. Threw for 41 more yards yeah. than Josh Johnson did today. It's a beautiful thing. It's Michael, exactly what the Eagles needed. Michael. Yes, Ben. Howie Roseman yeah. at the 2017 NFL Combine won a coin flip against the Minnesota Vikings and Rick Spielman to draft 14 instead of 15 in the upcoming draft. And since then, since he tasted the bitter defeat of the Minnesota Vikings, we haven't lo- we haven't he lost has not taken his foot off the freaking throat. <laughs> this, I, I'm going to go find the grave of a Norseman and dance upon it. I'm going to do the freaking electric slide like when Eagles defensive back. I have never enjoyed so much another team losing that was not in my division than the Vikings just being the flattest yeah. team I have ever seen in a must-win game. Oh, my God. Despicable. Yeah. Despicable, inexcusable, <laughs> reprehensible, hilarious. 
I am having a fantastic day. Thank you for asking. It's a great day to be an Eagles fan. Eagles win 24 to nothing against the Washington Redskins. And on the other side of things, they needed the Bears to win, which they do 24 to 10. So the NFC playoffs are set. One seed, New Orleans Saints. Two seed, Los Angeles Rams. The three seed, Chicago Bears. Four is the Cowboys, five is the Seahawks, and the Eagles kept it alive somehow, some way to get in as the sixth seed. That means it's Eagles-Bears, which I'm reading now, is going to be the late afternoon Sunday game. Cowboys-Seahawks is going to be before that in the wildcard round. What a turnaround it'll be rooting for the Bears today to now praying for their demise. But it's just business, baby. Ben, what a time to be alive, it is as an Eagles fan. We, just when we thought we were out 17 different times in the season, it felt like they pulled us right back in and we're alive, baby. 48 to 7, lost to the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> you digging up the Eagles are four the Eagles are four and six. Dig up the dig up the receipts. They're gonna go down twenty-two to three against the Giants. Carson Wentz is gonna bring them back. And they will win a key divisional game, 25-22. to hmm. They will come out against the Redskins, led by Colt McCoy. They will incur the injury that obviously matters. The Eagles win 28-13, and now they're at 6-6 six and six with a chance to win the division. They will play a Dallas game that is terribly played for three quarters, terribly officiated for four quarters, and lose it in overtime with the weakest their secondary has been. Yep. And then Nick Foles will come in and beat the Los Angeles Rams, beat the Houston Texans, and then gallantly... Leave the field four snaps short of his $1 million contract bonus. Oh, which is crazy. That's a shame. The Eagles are absolutely going to pay him that million dollars, by the way. I think there's no doubt in my mind. You know you're not bringing the guy back next year. Right. He has brought you to the playoffs again. Not He didn't do it last year. But he is is, is just a narrative unlike anything you've ever seen. Absolutely give him a million dollars. Yeah. He deserves it, old St. Nick. But it is shocking that the Eagles fell to four and six. Got back to six and six, two divisional wins, lost to the Cowboys in the fashion they did, and then crawled to nine and seven. They have won the, everybody. All oh, the Cowboys have won seven of the last eight. Eagles have won five of their last six. Right. Their only loss coming to the Cowboys. One, two, the Eagles' wins have been, in my opinion, considerably, I, I would say recently, more decisive. Because you have, obviously, you have a win against the uh, Saints yep. for the, the the Cowboys. You have a win against the Eagles in a key divisional game. I won't take that away from them. But in the last three weeks, they got trounced by the Colts yep. and eked by the Giants on a last second play. So Their weird. starters were in for the whole game while the Eagles beat the Rams, beat the Texans. Yep. So uh, who's coming in more hot? That's number one. Number two, uh, the Cowboys obviously have the Seahawks at home. The Eagles have the Bears on the road. As I said from the beginning... Cowboys are going to be a first-round playoff exit. They will lose to the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. I, I feel that I, of the four games. Very confident in that one. Bears-Eagles, Seahawks-Cowboys, Ravens-Chargers, and probably going to be Indianapolis-Houston. So it would be Houston-Indy. Yeah. yeah, of those four games, the, Cow- the, the Seahawks are going to beat the Cowboys. After it all, the Eagles, at worst, will exit the playoffs at the same round as the Cowboys. <laughs> At best, they will outlast the Cowboys in the playoffs. And boy, oh boy, I will not let anyone forget that if that happens to be the case. It's a wonderful time to be an Eagle fan, Michael. This is, this is, okay, firstly, it's a wonderful, wonderful time to be Eagles podcasters because we yeah. enjoyed very wonderful numbers last week. And hey, you're here listening, so that's great. But it's a wonderful time to be an Eagles fan, man. Listen, my ugly Christmas sweater is now 3-0, and Mike. 
He's three and zero. Oh. Puppy's not getting washed for the entire month of January. I'll tell you that right now. That is gross. <laughs> but yeah, no, can't be more excited. I'm I'm on like two pots of coffees and, and two bang energies, so I'm all jazzed up. I was pacing around the house after the win. And Ben, usually when we watch the Eagles, everything else gets shut out. Other games, family, everything. We're just locked in. But this game was different. So I was, and, I, and I'm sure you were too, watching this with one eye on the Eagles Redskins, one eye on the Bears Vikings, and half a mind on the Rams 49ers, which is a surplus of things to think about and track. And my nerves were on fire, not only in the lead up, when I was just thinking about how crazy it was going to be, but once it started, my goodness, Ben, what an experience. And just, just to give an example of that, you start the game, interception, Russell Douglas, because he's got the ball skills I to didn't pay see the it. bills. I was still driving to my Buffalo Wild Wings. What happened on that play? It was a Josh Johnson scramble, moves to his right, and he thinks that he finds, I think it was Doxon, and Rasul was kind of trailing it, and he was behind by about five yards, but he was also kind of baiting it, like, I know I can close this down. Mm. So he under he, he shot in there, undercut it, got the high ball over Josh uh, over Josh Doxon, because it was a little, it hung up there for a little Listen, bit. Josh Johnson, we, no. I, I don't know if we said this, okay, there's three options, I either said this for the first Redskins game, I said it for the second Redskins game in the last preview pod, or I said it in my head, never said it out loud, but I promise I thought it. Sewell's skill set, his strengths are perfect for a matchup with a guy like Josh Doxon. Doxon's not a great yeah. route runner. He doesn't have great quickness. Sewell's going to be able to pull that. I can't wait to see it and then claim I knew it was going to happen the whole time. You, so you have the interception. Yes. At the same time, on the first drive, the Vikings go three and out. Boom, let's go. And then the 49ers fumble, Ben. Right around that same time, you missed all of that action. Foles throws an interception right after that on a terrible misfire to Ertz. Those four things happen within, like, right within Ridiculous each other. Ridiculous traffic, <laughs> finding this Buffalo Wild Wings, like, 20 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm in the area for a family wedding event uh, with four Steelers fans in my car, right? <laughs> I, I, I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings. It took us about an hour to get even seated. We had to wait for a table big enough. We're watching the game standing up, peering over the bar. I'm with, and I'm in a bar full of Steeler fans, Buffalo Wild Wings. So I'm cheering about the Eagles games and the, uh, the, the Bears Vikings game, which are on tiny TVs in the corner, right? <laughs> and I'll freak out about something and be excited when like something bad happened to the Browns who the Steelers needed to win. And it looks like I'm cheering for the Ravens. I had to explain myself multiple times. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not yet cheering for Steelers stuff. I will later. This all has to happen first. Dude, Matt Nagy went into the halftime with a 10 point lead, 13 to three, and he saw the Rams. Up 28 to 3. To 20, it was 28 to 3 when he got into the locker room. And then it becomes 28 to 10 while he's still in the locker room. And you're just sitting there waiting to hear what happens. And he comes out with the offensive starters. And he comes out with the defensive starters. And then, you know, it's a 20 point, And then it's 28 points. And then it's 21 points. And the Rams aren't pulling away any further. And you're wondering what Nagy's thinking. And then what was huge, what was absolutely huge, was Foles leaving the game. Because right. if anybody told Nagy, on the sideline, yo, Foles left the game for the Eagles with injury. He has to win that game because you want the Eagles now. Because if Foles is out, you're getting the third string Nate Sudfeld in his first ever NFL start playoff game, right? Yeah. Yep. So absolutely, like that Foles injury was low key massive. For if Nagy was score watching in the fourth, if he was score watching in the fourth quarter of the Rams, he could have pulled his starters, and and, and we're still a one possession game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and then, I mean, you wonder, too, how the Seahawks and the Cardinals factor into it. That was a close game as well, and that impacts who they would play. So multiple things happening at the same time. I mean, 
Forget yep. strategy. And we talked about this before the show. Forget X's and O's and trying to talk about anything all 22 in this show. I mean, it's a blowout, 24 to nothing win for the Eagles. We expected that. That was the least thing that we were concerned about. We were concerned that the Rams went up and the Rams scored within the first two minutes of the game. And you're thinking, boy, here we go. And meanwhile, you have all the good news of Rasul getting the interception, and the, but the offense is coming out all weird and everything like that. Halftime, the Eagles are up about t- 10 to nothing. So you're pretty secure there. The Bears were up 10 at halftime. And the, as we mentioned, the Rams were up 18. But Ben, it was such a frantic way, such a stressful way to watch football. But man, it was such a week yeah. seventeen. And then after that, you know, you got the whole drama with the with the Ravens and the and the Browns and the Steelers oh, and, and just what an awesome day of football. And the Eagles have made it to the playoffs, still fighting. Like I said, none of, none of the other stuff earlier in the season matters. It's the opening storyline on every single football show that will ha- be happening on Monday. Good morning, football, NFL Network, whatever the heck it is. Opening storyline's got to be, listen, Philadelphia made the playoffs. Six seed, clinching it on week 17. And remember, Mike, the last three teams to clinch the playoffs on week 17 all have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, when they made the playoffs, Nick Fole, what? Like, How? What? This is amazing. Speaking of Nick Foles, twenty-five consecutive completions. Wait, how do we? How do we? We are how far are we into this podcast? Twenty-five consecutive <laughs> completions. My man is my man is is dropping back onto his back foot and hitting everything within five yards of the line of scrimmage. The Redskins yeah. could not be less interested in playing this football game. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Nick Foles has nineteen straight completions. He breaks the Eagles' record, and they just keep going. And then he's behind on Nelson Aguilar on what would have been a touchdown to break the record. Nick Foles now shares a record with Peyton Manning for most touchdown passes in a football game which he set in like 2015 proceeded to have two to three bad years of play and then came back and now is tied record with philip rivers these are two one guaranteed one very very likely hall of fame quarterback nick Foles shares record with both of them how am i going to explain this to my children i don't know if you can man 28 28 to 33 221 yards two touchdowns that early interception that was ugly on mess it to Ertz, where he just overthrew him by a lot but after that I mean, he was he was efficient, did what he needed to do. Wendell Smallwood played really well. Like, this offense got it together, did just enough. And it was good to see yeah. because you didn't want to see them like the way they played in the first quarter for the right. rest of the game. They had to show some life to give you some confidence coming into the next game. And I thought the offense was was very basic, which I'm fine with because I think they knew that they could just stick with kind of what I would call very install the offense, right? It was a lot of like – Execute better and that's it. Right, yeah. exactly. It was like this is the Redskins. Like obviously if we need to open this thing up, we'll open this thing up. But like the, like huge time-chewing drives. Let's talk about like a 33-minute to 7-minute time of possession ratio. Yeah. What? Like, that's absurd. That's unheard of. The 19-play, 92-yard, 11 minutes and 49-second drive that ends in a touchdown pass to Alshon Jeffries. It's crazy. <laughs> that's the slowest flex I've ever heard of in my entire life. It's just like <laughs> just like a just like a long drawn-out slow-motion flex. Unbelievable. But but I think what that illustrates is that this was not a like, you know, we got to get into rhythm. Let's push the ball. We got a big player. Everything. It was listen. We are going to throw high percentage throws. We are going to run the ball a ton and we are going to keep ourselves out of bad play situations. And accordingly, we're not going to give the the Redskins any life, any reason to believe they can win this game and cause problems for us. We're just going to slowly 
put a bag over their head, slowly tie the knot, and slowly walk away, right? That's just what it was. I mean, that's what happened to Josh Johnson on the other side of the ball. I think they sacked him four times. Fletcher Cox had three sacks in this game. I said this on Twitter. I, w- I was watching it with a half an eye once it got to a certain score, but literally every time I looked over, it looked like Josh Johnson was about to die. This defensive line was bumping. Right. And what's crazy is that, like, usually we talk about Fletcher Cox, like, oh, he had 95 pressures and half a sack, because that's kind of his game. <laughs> it wasn't like he turned his pressures into sacks to a higher degree, in my opinion. He literally did not have a pass rush stat where he was not in the backfield. I don't know who that right guard was. I'll be very honest with you. I did not do enough preparation for this game to know exactly who was starting at right guard for the Redskins, because they've had so many injuries. But yeah. that... Poor soul had a very – I mean, Cox was just putting him into Johnson's lap constantly. The Eagles gave up a little bit of pressure, I thought. I, uh, Wisniewski was a worry for me. I'd very much like for Sam Lalo to be healthy. But that that install the offense for the Eagles doesn't worry me a bit. It's not because Foles is limited. It's because they simply – they just ran like a ton of screen looks, like that little shovel stuff, a ton of misdirection, draw, inside trap looks. Just a ton yeah. of like timing stuff and like – ecology stuff a little bit a lot of the passing concepts were very simple half field stuff mesh hit slant flat all that nonsense simply just i think i think keeping the offense very basic but also running a ton of timing plays just kind of like there was a lot of like integration it felt like an install like just watching it it just felt like would you say it it felt like a preseason type play calling sure like yeah or like like install in camp like we've got r11 Versus like the third string 11 on defense, we're not trying to rip off 15-yard plays here. We're trying to just like methodically execute a drive where like it's all about execution here, right? It was just like we're going to get this play right. We're going to get this play right. I mean they ran mesh sit wheel 90 times, right? Like <laughs> yeah. Darren Sproles nearly got his head taken off three times because by the time the Redskins figured it out, they were just – beating on Sproles anytime he came out of the backfield, right? Oh, one of the other scoring drives is 13 plays, 68 yards, seven and a half minutes, Ben. Like, the, that that's they were running very basic stuff, and like you said, just execute, execute, execute. It's the slowest flex that's ever happened in the face of the planet, right? It was just like, watch how good we are very slowly. And and, and watch how what they do with the Bears with the mess at wheel, because they have a couple of variations of that play. And of course, we're going to get into it in the preview shows and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear that they were showing this and have shown this in the last couple of weeks. And I think they're going to expand upon that idea for something different come playoff time. Show them one thing a bunch of times, hit them with something different in the playoffs when the play calling needs to be special. And what did we see from the Philadelphia Eagles last year in the wild card against the Atlanta Falcons? You saw very different ideas from what they were showing in the regular season, ideas that worked off ideas that they had used all season in the regular season, and they were able to expand upon those ideas. And for the first half, the score didn't reflect it. But I think me me and you both said in that Falcons game, Doug Peterson is coaching the pants off Dan Quinn right now. So the very underrated right. aspect of this is just the, the what the Eagles are able to do conceptually and expand upon their offense with some of the things that they've already established. So that's going to be big for them moving forward. It's weird to say when the, the they gave up 30 points to the Texans and let the Texans kind of back into that game, obviously, two weeks ago. They also gave up 20, 23 points to the Rams. Good offense, but still a healthy amount. It's weird to say that this defense seems like it's playing a lot better, but I feel like it is. And we talked about how it was a lot of turnovers coming out of the Dallas game, three turnovers, the Rams game, three turnovers. Uh, and we also, I think they're getting... And I'll be interested to see how this changes. They're generating, I think, more quick stops and more three and outs. And I, I want to be able to find that in the numbers and use some SB Nation stuff, which tracks that pretty well. 
more impact plays on defense, right? Yeah, like a bend, but a, a bend but don't break. A lot of yardage, you know, field goals like that. Defense is good, but like you need impact plays to kind of help your offense out. And I and and I think it's very clear this defense mentally, psychologically, whatever it is, plays better when Foles is there, simply because they probably just experience an added responsibility. And now it's like become a perpetuating idea. Now it's just like, oh, when Foles is back there, we carry this team. That's what we do, you know. And so a huge, obviously, statement game zero yard, uh, zero points allowed, two first downs allowed in the first half, one by penalty, for goodness sake. Uh, <laughs> less than 100 yards passing allowed. Man, I can't talk right now. My favorite stat, however, is this. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, four carries, zero yards, average of zero. Josh Johnson, three carries, four yards, average of 1.3. Samaj P. Ryan, three carries, seven yards, average of 2.3, and the leading rusher for the Washington Redskins, Chris Thompson, with two carries for 10 yards. That's an average of five yards, but he had a long of nine. There were 12 running plays against the Eagles. They allowed 21 yards for an average of 1.8 yards and a long of nine. This off of a week where the 11 carries by running backs of the Houston Texans, they allowed 13 yards. Currently, two running backs over the past... Two weeks, the Philadelphia Eagles have had 20 carries go for 30 yards. And this is something that we talk about on the show. What are you recently versus what are you over the life of the season? In the beginning of the year, they were very good against the run. Then they had some interior line depth issues, and it started to dip, and we started to get gashed a little bit. Now, we're fully we're fully rocking in the run defense area of this defense. And you look at what Brandon Graham was doing. Brandon Graham had two tackles for a loss. Ben, who makes a play every single week? Oh, this is tough a tough question. I feel like Michael Bennett? Yeah, it's Michael Bennett. <laughs> oh, well, you only said one. Michael Bennett makes about four. Yeah, well, three tackles <laughs> for a loss. Also had a sack on the day. Michael Bennett, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. The front four was just eating against this Washington line. They were eating last week. They're getting it done. It's great to see to see this unit get hot at the right time because they are just a buzzsaw. Next week, it's it's Kyle Long versus Chris Long, Battle of the Longs. Unfortunately, Ooh. the game will be on NBC. It will not be on ESPN, uh, which would have – or not will not be on Fox, which would have Howie Long uh, be doing the pregame show, which would be a ton of fun. It's going to be huge for Philadelphia, obviously, with front four pressure against the Bears simply because – I don't think Mitch Trubisky is a guy that you trust a lot yet. We've talked about that. When we when I put the Bears in my power rankings high at, at number five, I said I still don't trust Trubisky. And I don't think anybody should trust Trubisky. I think if you're doing the thing where you compare two teams where you go like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and you give a, a check mark to who has the advantage, I think when yeah. you go quarterback, if it's Foles versus Trubisky, I think you give the check mark to Philly. Yeah. Right. Oh, now, there's a lot of yeah. Now there's a lot of areas where the Ram, the Bears are going to get the check mark over the Eagles. Probably there's no denying that. Running back, they're probably going to get it. Wide receiver depends on who's healthy. Oh, wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey's hands are unbelievable. Are they? They're so strong. Little draft preview. Kelvin Harmon out of NC State has gotten Alshon Jeffrey yeah. comps. And in the beginning of this season, I liked it. And the more I've watched Alshon, the more I dislike it because Alshon's catch outside of his frame is so irregular that third down catch and that touchdown catch the hand strength is stupid it's just dumb it's just not regular like you just you're just you you see the throw and you go well that won't be caught because that's not caught at the nfl level which is by the way the best level of football like it's just unbelievable he doesn't open pickle jars they just like dissolve in his hands the effect that that has on a quarterback like nick Foles, who's so into these trust those that we talk about is obviously massive 
this Bears Eagles preview is going to be so much fun. I feel oh, like yeah. because I would say the two toughest teams to figure out in the NFC playoffs are the Bears and the Eagles, yeah. and they're playing. And so like it's early, and I, I I say this about more than a few games, but this would be a game I could see going like ninety five different ways. I'm so excited to get into it. This week is going to be insanely lit. One one last shout out I want to give before we get to three words on BGN, and if you have anything else you want to hit on, we can absolutely do that. But shout out Nate Sudfeld, study. Getting Ugh. his first touchdown of his NFL career in the regular and season. stealing How the ball from the kid. <laughs> yeah, we, we, someone put a clip up on that, and I, I I roasted the dude for it because they obviously hooked the kid up. People are telling me, you know, they gave him a signed ball, and maybe maybe a jersey, something like that. He had to no-shigate for it. Yeah, Sudfield tweeted out that they gave him a signed ball. Did you see the Kelsey quote, by the way? No. What did it say? Jason Kelsey had a quote where he said, uh, you know, he wished they could have – made the playoffs in front of the link crowd or he wished they could have gotten home field advantage. Obviously they're the sixth seed. He said, but uh, it was nice to win it, uh, win this game in front of an Eagles heavy crowd. He said that the Eagles got the ticket attendance yeah, and then used their home cadence for the entire game because they knew they had enough Eagle fans in the stands compared to Redskins fans to use their home cadence in FedEx field. Eagle fans travel so well. Did you hear the crowd response? I don't know if you heard it where, where you were, but the Redskins were on the field. I think it was a third down when the Bears had scored to go up two scores. There was a massive cheer from the crowd, which is supposed to be a home game for the Redskins, which is embarrassing for that fan base, but everything is embarrassing for that organization. So everything totally falls in line with that. Ben. Anything else before you want to get to uh, three words? Do you see anything you like or you want me to start? Go ahead and start. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. So we asked you, dental listener, for three words from the official BGN radio account at BGN underscore radio for three words. 250 responses, baby. That's how you know we made the playoffs. Yeah. So we asked you for three words. You gave it to us. Uh, The first one that I like here is you like that from at Philly guy 413. Thank you for chiming in. A A classic you like that. Been a while. (laughs) I do very much so. Enjoy that. Yes, I very much like that. Sudfeld for MVP. Nice one, Caden Lay. Thank you, Chicago, of course, from C4 Clarity. Kabir Akhtar at Kabir Akhtar says, underdogs. And then also we have uh, Tom Shaddle at T Shaddle says, Super Bowl. Here to tell you it's three words, not three syllables. I appreciate the effort. That does not clear my standards. Three words. (laughs) Go say like, woo, or yay, or something. Make it three words. Three syllables is cheating. So there was a throwback here that I really like from the 1988, December 31st, 1988, the Fog Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. The infamous Fog Bowl, Pixel 8 Ed at IMP, or IM Pixeled 8 Ed, says, Avenge Fog Bowl. I love that. 30 years later, we have a chance to avenge the Fog Bowl. There was this hilarious tweet that Ben Natan had, and it was, I think it was Buddy Ryan. It was wearing it was wearing an Eagles sweater and he was wearing a Bears sweater in the other photo, and it was me three hundred sixty four days of the year versus me one day of the year, and it was the <laughs> Eagles and the Bears, and that made me laugh so hard. But uh, Papa Papa Raug at Raug Moto and George at George Michael SK four both hitting the same joke here. Uh, Papa says eighty four million guaranteed, and George says eighty four mil well spent. And yes, great news. Fully guaranteed contract is going to be great for NFL players in the future, protecting their life and going forward. But for sure. boy, <laughs> watching Kirk Cousins flounder for the Redskins, help the Eagles regularly with his floundering, and then go to Minnesota and flounder to help the Eagles after they beat the Redskins. It just felt like old times, Michael. Oh, 
My yeah. uh, my my nostalgia. I love you, Kirk Cousins, and all of the help you have been to the Eagles over the past few years. Eric Miller at Thunderduck GT says we needed help. Dot 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 dot. Let me tell you, Eric. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that one. I was like, what? Yeah, like, come on, man. Ain't no time for that. None, none, of, none of that matters now. None of it matters. We're in the playoffs. Andrew Cook, at Andrew underscore Cook 18, grease the polls, which without context, a <laughs> little creepy. With context, <laughs> yes. One of my favorite stories to tell. Like, whenever, like, yeah. people, like, I, I like, oh, I cover the Eagles. Like, oh, wow, that Super Bowl was crazy. I go, yeah. They uh, they had to grease the poles because they were worried about us climbing them. But the problem the is they go. told us they were doing that. So that <laughs> meant way more people climbed them. And that's the city that I, I root for. That's the team that I cover. And boy, do I love it. Ben, I think that's going to do it for three words. Would you say good? I'm not going to I'm not going to say goodbye to the gentle listeners. I'm going to say hello to another week of podcasting here on BGN Radio. The Eagles are in the playoffs as the sixth seed. It was too easy doing it as the one seed last year, Mike. Gotta do as the sixth Gotta make it challenging, all right? We gotta sure. make it a little harder. For part two, the sequel's always gotta be different. Beat the Vikings 30-7 in the NFC Championship game. This year it'll only be like 28-10 to 10 over the Saints. Whatever. Hello to another week of podcasting, a very special week of playoff podcasting here at BGN Radio. This was the recap show, which was basically just total chaos of us talking about how much fun we had during this week. During the Sunday, I should say. I didn't even see the entire fourth quarter of the Redskins game. They took it off my television. They put it on the the, the Bears-Vikings because that game was over. But we will have the All-22 review for you to the extent to which that you want to hear about that. It will probably take a much larger scope, I would imagine, about the Eagles' defense and the Eagles' offense under Foles over the past three weeks and kind of talking about what to expect moving into the playoffs. As Mike said, Peterson was an excellent variance coach coming into the playoffs last year, and we can talk also about what we expect to see in terms of how they'll attack the Bears' defense and how they will mutate their good, healthy concepts with which they've won with Nick Foles moving into the playoff atmosphere. You should also expect uh, breakdowns of the Bears, all 22, the usual two preview shows from Mike and I, Offense versus defense and defense versus offense. As we get you prepped for the late Sunday game, 440 kickoff on NBC is the official time. The Bleeding Green Nation radio preview show will also be up with Gowan and Stolness. QB Go Show for sure, talking about Mr. Trubisky. And hey, maybe some Bears talks as well. There's some wonderful Bears analysts that we know that we'll potentially bring onto the show to really get you prepared. We enjoyed astronomical, stellar, Folesian numbers <laughs> last week. Uh, in preparation for the Eagles' potential entrance into the playoffs. That was amazing for us, and we shared how how well we were uh, ranking among Apple Podcasts in sports and recreation uh, accordingly. We would love to have another week of that, obviously. That's big for us, and that is all conditional on you. For those of you who have left a rating and review, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and, of course, we're in a point where every week could be the last. So if you do love the show and you do want to share how much you've enjoyed it this season, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. Only five-star ratings work and a review. We would love to hear your thoughts about the show. And we'd love to interact with you on Twitter, as always. When you have questions, I'm on Twitter, at Benjamin Solak. That's S-O-L-A-K. Remember, if you have a take, hit me with the hashtag, I have a take. And he's with Michael Kist on Twitter, at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. This week will be chock full of content for you. There is nowhere else you can get preparation for this Bears game. Like BGN Radio, we appreciate you swinging by. We all we got, we all we need. Fly, Eagles, fly to the playoffs. Let's go. Mike. Yes. Eagles going to the playoffs. Yeah, buddy. We get to do, we get to do this. We get to do playoff review. Oh my god. I'm very excited to break this down for the playoffs. You have no idea. This is this is this is gonna be this is gonna be so hype. Imagine if they beat the Bears. They go play the we'll Saints. We'll talk about it. We'll talk we'll talk about go it. Go play the Saints. Lost the Saints 48 to 7. You're a big dreamer. Go play the Saints in New it. Orleans. Can you imagine? You got, Can you imagine? You got big dreams, kid.
You're Listen, like a young I mean, Nick what, Foles. What, what is impossible now? They beat the Rams. They beat the Rams in Los Angeles. Like, there's nothing. They beat, they beat the Texans after giving up 14 points in the fourth quarter. All is permitted. Bears beat the Vikings. Let's do it. I don't know. Like, this, this, it's such a weird job to have to explain this and also to be like, there's literally no explanation for any of this. Hey, I'm, we were able to explain how the Eagles beat the Los Angeles Rams via the film. We can do it. We got the chops to do it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard to explain that if it happens for sure. But we'll try. <laughs> Dude, Peterson versus Nagy. I'm so excited for the Andy oh, Reid jokes. So fun. Okay. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.